Hey everyone, and welcome back to Millennial Mind. I'm so excited to tell you that I've got a new summer series with a very special guest and one that you all loved when she came on my podcast. Every week, I'm trying to make this podcast better for you, and I only ask for one small, tiny little favor from all of you, which is to press the subscribe or follow button wherever you're watching this. I'm so excited to introduce you to this very special series, so let's get into it. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Shivani. Rona. I'm sorry, my throat, by the way, is still, like, a little bit, so you've just got to ignore me, but... I'm ignoring you being water-shaming me, if I'm completely Oh, honest. I'm sorry, right? This girl drinks three sips of water and she's like, I'm done for the day. You literally just said to me... Did I you drank know? that bottle. Two litres a day, mate, literally. We're water organisms, OK? We need to... Well, it's worked know, out for me so far, each to their own. <sighs> Talk to me in ten years, pal, when you're my age, OK? So, I'm going to be 30 this year. I'm going to be 40 I've survived. <laughs> Flipping four years. Talk competition. Okay, so go on. Today we're talking about something that is so close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually, I get a bit emotional about it. If I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie because I feel that it's something that's created a lot of stigma and taboo. It's a topic that has become more topical recently. But when I did it, I don't think many people were talking about it. It's about egg freezing. Okay. And again, you just said that you were about to turn 30. And I think that for most women out there, there has been the narrative and talk about the biological clock, especially as women enter their 30s. Would you agree? All the time. I think the biological clock has been spoken to me about since I was about 18. <laughs> you better get married. You better have children. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to die. Yeah, literally. Um... It was really hard because I think there was a lot of a toxic narrative, I have to be honest, especially growing up in a Middle Eastern background. There was very much this narrative around you need to get married and have kids before you're 30 because that's Mm -hmm. the prime is of beauty. And if you're beyond 30, a man won't find you desirable and you may not be able to have kids. And then from my dad's perspective, because he's a gynecologist, he was like literally talking about like being a geriatric mother and the increased risk of like pregnancy, diabetes. And it was like, oh, my God, my dad was literally like, Rona, this is not good. You know, I was like, I can't deal. But interesting you said that because I've had the same pressure. I remember somebody came around so distinctly and I was 26 or 27, one of the, one of those ages. I think I was 26. And she came around and she said, are you with someone? And I said, no. And she goes, but you only have two years. And I said, till what? <laughs> and then she goes, until your prime is over. And I looked at her in complete shock 
and was so upset that she said that at the age of 29, I would be ugly. Well, I hope I haven't lost my prime. Yeah. And I remember someone said, but don't, do you want to be an old bride? And I was like, I've got thousands of Indian beauty bridal shoots. So even if I am an old, ugly bride, I'll just pretend that was my yeah, wedding yeah, yeah. day. And there was this huge, huge, huge pressure to get married and have children. There still is. You know, everyone constantly says, oh, God, you better hurry up and get married so you can have kids. However, there has been absolutely no conversation by anyone I know about freezing your eggs. Do you know, thinking about as well, because obviously, as I said, I know that you come from an Indian culture, but that was really sadly somebody that I went to school with and she went on to Bollywood and she took her own life whilst she was in Bollywood and she was 26. And one of her biggest anxieties and worries was that she wasn't married by 26 and she was deemed to be too old, especially when she was being scrutinised by that industry. And Mm. she was incredibly beautiful. And it's really sad. And I think it's really, really sad because particularly, I think, you know, people say like things have changed, times have changed. They have to an extent, but I think people really ignore that some of these deep-rooted pressures Mm. are just so ingrained. It's almost like a generational, like... I wouldn't want to say trauma, but, you know, like, it's so deeply ingrained. Like, try Shivani explaining stuff to your grandmother. Do you know what I mean? She's not going to care. Of course. She's not woke. You know what I mean? So I think it's difficult. But with regards to times changing you know we're spending longer choosing the right partner for me one of the most important things for me was making sure that the person that I have a baby with is going to be a good father and that takes Mm -hmm. time especially in this world and in this society people forget that of course women are spending more and more time on their careers and they don't feel ready and some people may choose not even to have children and that's completely their own prerogative but I think for me I'd reached 32 I was in a healthy relationship and my father was the one that said to me, you need to think about freezing your eggs if you're not going to have kids in the next year or two. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't ready to have kids at that point. I just didn't feel ready. How did you feel, though, when he said that to you? Because I, someone told me that last year and I was really offended. But what, this is the thing that I'm finding. A lot of my friends, when they're told in the early 30s or yeah. like 29, 30 that you should freeze your eggs, they're really offended. But for me, do you know what I think it is, Shivani? And I, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm being mm-hmm. presumptuous. If you get offended by that comment, you are worried. On some level, you're worried that you might not meet somebody and you think like... I'm in a relationship. A, yeah. I was when that person told me. I just think it's so weird to say to a 29-year-old you should freeze your eggs if when I'm in a long-term relationship. That's what I found really strange. I tell you what it is. If you take it out from a completely... You're, tr- you're treating this as an emotional thing. Correct. And that's why I yeah. took out the emotions. Because with my father, he's a gynaecologist, right? Yeah. So I have, And I work in medicine, dentistry, whatever. Mm. So I have always had the luxury of being like, I am informed. Mm. That even both my parents had cancer, by the way, when I was growing up. It was really uh-huh. difficult at different points in my life, in my 20s. But... It's difficult and awful and hideous, like the worst time of my life. I had to go in with like a kind of like biological brain because otherwise you just lose your mind. So again, with my dad hounding me, I was like, okay, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I did the research and the quality and quantity of your eggs decreases and it changes substantially Mm -hmm. in your early 30s in comparison to your late 30s. And I know friends that, yes, then by the time they're 38, 39, they were like, okay, let's freeze now the number of eggs that they got was so much lower than if you did it when you were younger so so why shouldn't you do it if you're in your mid-20s then 
Well, you could in theory. You could in theory. But I have to say that I'm not going to pretend it was all roses. So the whole experience for me was really, really difficult emotionally. And sometimes when I speak to some of my female friends that did it when they were like 38, 37, they were like, I'd cry. You know, I'd be putting Mm. these injections and hormones into my body and I'd be there in tears. Number one, because I thought, like, is this going to be my life? I don't have a partner to help support me through, like, these sort of changes. I didn't think I was going to be alone, you know, Mm. in my late 30s. And it's something that's really difficult and because we don't have the conversations and don't offer the support women just don't feel supported and at the end of the day you know we are living in a different world and it is more difficult to find a partner if that's what you wish to do but from a hormonal point of view oh my gosh it was horrible so the idea is is that you get different types of hormones I'm going to actually have a look here because obviously I want to make sure that everybody understands this ovaries are actually exposed to ageing Okay. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. No. So like all parts of our body, our ovaries also experience changes, right? And it makes sense, right? Because mm, every part, our hair, yes. our skin, you know, yeah. why wouldn't our ovaries experience yeah. changes as well, right? So as you become older, the increase of miscarriages also increases and the um, increase of chromosomal abnormalities as well and things like that, right? Oh. So um, it's just because of what happens just like on a genetic level because of what's happening with your chromosomes as part of ageing, more mutations, etc., etc. Rate of miscarriage also increases beyond 35, okay? So I'm oh. talking as well, like, you know, it's for me as well, it's quite an emotional thing to talk mm. about because I'm 36 now, you know, and I'm like, this is why I feel the pressure to kind of really think about things. But when I went, I was 32, I had my blood test done and my scans done. For anyone that is around that kind of age, I would recommend that you go get that done. Why? Because it's empowering. Just to go and understand that your ovaries are this, this is how many eggs you have, etc., etc. Extremely empowering. And I know a friend of mine that unfortunately was diagnosed with um, menopause, early onset menopause, very rare at 34. Wow. Yeah. So what she, does that mean? So basically it means that she really can't have children. She, her eggs were basically diminish, uh, diminishing, oh. diminished. They, she had two eggs left. So they took two and she got pregnant with one. She has one child. So now right. she's really, really, really passionate about the whole conversation because she's and like, the everyone should. Piece, yeah. She's actually Indian as well, you know, so she, she had oh. all of that pressure. But she's like, it's so important. And she doesn't look like someone, because when you think of menopause, what do you think? What do you exactly. think? Be honest. Someone who's like 60. Correct, yeah. So that's not what happened with her. But she was like, if I didn't know and if I didn't push myself to understand, I wouldn't have then, you know, been like, right, we need to do this. And it was gruelling. But she was like, it showed me the importance of freezing eggs because I wouldn't have been in that position. So for me, it's a safety insurance, right? It's a safety insurance that if you... Some people don't want to have kids, but if you do freeze your eggs and you choose later on, that we know Jennifer Aniston, we talk about about that, you can use the eggs. I think it's really scary though, Rona. I think think we're, we're skipping a little bit here because there will be people watching and listening to this that will say it's a privilege. It costs between five to ten thousand pounds. Correct, it does. So and it's not really like such a viable op- option for so many people. It's not just around the the mental, uh, you know, expectation. I not like it's not really just about the kind of mental emotion. I think it's really hard to say financial. Yeah, it's financial, but it's it's more. It's really difficult to say. I'm going to go freeze my eggs right now because I think the reason why I found it so scary was you almost feel your body is not going to work. And I know that's, I know, I understand that you're saying, look, you can't expect, it's, it's a biological clock, you can't expect to be a superhuman and you can't feel offended. And 
But there is some part of it that doesn't feel natural. I agree. I agree. And I think that that's the difficult conversation, especially yeah. because I'm not your cookie-cutter medic-slash-dentist because I very much believe in Eastern, Western medicine, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think that the way that the world is... Like, let's be honest, OK? In, like, primal ages, mm-hmm. we think about the cavemen ages... Women were having kids at, like, 13, 14, because they were dying at, like, yeah. 30. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. 35, like, yeah. literally. So you forget that because the moment that a woman menstruates, that's when she's ready, essentially, to have yeah. a kid, you know? Yes. So it's just mad, exactly. Yeah. But, like, think times are changing and we are living longer, so yeah. we have to accommodate for that. And I think, realistically, the terms of having a healthy baby or being able to get pregnant or meeting that life partner, if you choose to have a life partner or have a baby with a life partner, could happen at 42, you know? Mm. And... If you choose to have a child and it's more difficult, you know, you've got that option. So for me, yes, I agree. The financial. But again, it's all about what you place value on, Shivani, because the cost of doing the egg freezing, say five to 10,000, that could be the same as a teeth smile makeover. And I yeah. know people will put themselves on finance plans or a five to 10,000. That could be like three holidays in the year. Mm-hmm. So what do you prioritize? What do you value? Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's not something that's covered on the NHS. Obviously, under rare circumstances, for example, you need to you're going through cancer treatment, etc., trauma, all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it's what you place value on. And I do know some people now that are like, I'm on a finance plan to pay Mm. for it because they want to make sure that they're doing it. And this you just got to understand, biologically and factually, it is more successful the younger you are. It is right. what it is, you know, and it's unfortunately... It's a conversation, though, because I think it's... Well, especially for me, I never grew up having that. So the first time when someone says it, it's almost, like, really scary to think, wait, why, why do you think I should freeze my eggs? And I was very much... I was very much, like... Offended. What? Yeah, I was offended. I I was so confused because also the person that told me it was 31 (laughs) and also didn't have a baby and hasn't frozen her eggs. So I I was very confused. (laughs) I was looking at her like, okay, interesting. But I think it's genuinely because I haven't been... I'm not familiar with the conversation. No one has ever spoken to me about it. No one's ever told me about it. And it really isn't spoken about. Women don't go around saying, I froze my eggs. You know, everyone should do it. But I do agree with you. If you're privileged enough and you have the capability and you have the means and you do want to start a family in the future, the younger you do it, the better. Totally. And the other thing is, is that I do think that people need to recognise... So. Going back, because I didn't, I know we didn't talk about it in detail. The hormone situation is really hard. You basically have your body hyperstimulated to release the the eggs. You're injecting yourself. You're going for blood tests and scans every single day. You're for talking to the nurse two weeks. So you have to do it like straight after you've finished menstruating. And then they take the eggs under sedation. So you're like kind of semi-conscious. I actually didn't remember. I was like completely knocked out. And they took 19 eggs in one go and every single egg was healthy. And that's a really good result. But also at the same time, I do believe that it's good because um, I'm 32. One of my hormones, AH, one of the hormones, was actually declining a little bit because of my age as well. So I discovered that. Mm. And now I know that I have this sort of like safety assurance um, for the time that I'm ready and that's that and I think it's a conversation that we need to keep having I agree I think I, one of the things I've realised as I've gotten older and I've only realised this because some of my friends are going through it now is you presume you can just have a baby and my friends recently said this to me as well they said people forget you have to try for a year it's because when you're younger oh, some people do fall pregnant like quickly for sure but when you're younger you are taught oh my god be protected because you're going to have a baby and then a lot of people realize... It's like someone will look at you and you're yeah, pregnant. Like, yeah, literally. and so there's so much focus around protection. You know, we're taught around protecting yourselves in school. 
What we're not taught around is how difficult it can be for some people to have a baby. And like you said, you know, you, it's really important to just go and get a check done, to go and make sure you're you're okay in general, even if you're not trying to have a baby. That's what I mean. And I think this is what I said to you. I think that when people get really triggered mm. by the comments, it is some kind of like defense because we feel that we've got to protect ourselves in some way. And it's well, not it, really, Rona. It's just if, if if you think of someone like for me, for my example, I was defensive because I've never heard the conversation before. Okay, so I, I, I was so confused by it, and I felt that someone was saying to me that I'm getting old. Yeah, because but I thought in thing. my head egg but freezing is for old people. Correct. Do you see? They, yeah, but that's a trigger. That's what I'm saying. It's my ed- uneducation sure. because I haven't been told like you should freeze your eggs when you're when you're young because being in your 30s is young. Yeah. For me, it's like you should freeze your eggs when you're 40. Yeah. I mean, when I'm 40, I'm going to say 40 is young. But yeah. you know, as a 20 year old, you you are going to think it's it's strange, and that's what I'm saying. It's an it's like a not we're not educated about I it. I think there's so many things when it comes to female health that we're not educated in. Like so many. It's so it's heartbreaking. Also, like I had friends that went through miscarriage and it was like a taboo. It really it was is really a taboo. And imagine what you go through when that happens to you. And it's like we don't talk about it. And also in terms of actually getting pregnant like mm-hmm. there's also a sperm to be considered yeah. there's those difficulties like you said like people that can't just fall pregnant exactly there's so many things that happen within female health menopause as well yeah pre-menopause you know and people have had you know cancer for example they have to there's some of them have that gene passed on to them and that means that they can't have babies and yeah if you're connected to someone someone was telling me about that it's really scary but what's interesting is you can freeze an egg and you can freeze an embryo i know that because i, fr- I chose to freeze my eggs and not an embryo. Correct. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> What's the difference for people who don't so, know? So basically the eggs are the eggs. The embryo is when it's fertilised. So it's been fertilised by sperm. So either you choose a sperm donor and I could have chosen my boyfriend as well. So first of all, at that point, we'd been together for like a year or a year year and I didn't actually want to put the pressure but also from a legal point of view do you know about this no so do you remember Sophia Vergara from um is it family oh babes you know oh yeah that really Latino, beautiful yeah, yeah, Latino yeah, yeah. woman yeah, yeah amazing I love her gorgeous so, you know she froze her embryos with her like hot young boyfriend at the right. time they broke up and she was like 42 and it was her last chance to have kids and she wanted to use the embryos they went to court and everything and he wouldn't let her use them because you need the consent of both of the people to of use course, the embryos it's their baby because it's also like an embryo like and you know like Sophia Vergara she's like I can bring this kid up on my own do you oh know what I mean like gosh, so yeah so sad so sad so I chose I was like I don't want to be in that situation I don't want a financial I don't want a legal feud with feud with somebody about this like my eggs are my eggs however from a scientific point of you embryos have more chance of taking rather than the eggs and the eggs it's all about the thawing per- the, it's all about the freezing right. and the way that the freezing process is done but now they basically change the freezing process that means that the eggs have also a very high chance of living on however did you also know that you can only keep them in the UK I think but I might be wrong for 10 years Better get a move on. Yeah, so also, but sperm, guess what? What? Can be, if you freeze your sperm, it can... Oh, of course it can. Yeah, like, shock horror. Yeah. The eggs have to be used within the cell-by date, but yeah, the sperm yeah. can live forever. Like, Just typical. Okay, by the way, I've completely forgot to ask you the most obvious question. What the hell does freezing your eggs mean? Because how do you then produce a baby? Talk me through the process yeah. now. I don't know. Yeah, so that's what I, that's why I picked up my phone, because I had okay. all my notes from the hospital appointments. Okay, so... No, you freeze your eggs, and then what happens? Okay, so fine. So then you've got your eggs. The eggs are in the freezer. Right. <laughs> Which freezer? Yeah, like the hospital. Like 15, 19 Dr. Rose. In, in your there. freezer at your home. <laughs> no, no, they're kept at the like, facility. I know they're not in your freezer. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah, 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 up the chips. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you should have seen my mum's face. One day I was literally like, what if I defrost them and sell them for a really premium price? My mum lost it. She was like, my DNA ain't going anywhere. You're going to have these babies, like, literally. So you freeze them, they're in a hospital. So... You, you you come you what I assume is I actually don't know in terms of like the pro because I've always I'm obviously not there <laughs> is that if you choose to have the eggs I'm assuming that your partner's sperm is then going to be used they do the process of then getting the sperm from your partner and okay. then they actually fertilize it in the lab okay and then they implant it in you but it doesn't mean it's going to take so it's very similar to IVF it's pretty much IVF so what happens is then they put it in your body and it's whether your body takes it or not and as you probably know from people mm. that have had IVF some eggs take, some don't. Some have twins, some have triplets and quadruplets. You know what I mean? Because loads take. Oh so my God, please have quadruplets. I'm <laughs> so happy for you. <laughs> my my stomach is nightmare yeah, yeah. as well. <laughs> Having four sets of hormones. <laughs> Literally. We'd have to pause the podcast. Yeah. Literally. They could all come, babes. So it could be like the millennial mind. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, another question I was going to ask you. Another stupid question, maybe. Can you try now to have a baby or are your oh. eggs gone? No, no, not at all. Because what happens is, is that you that know... Stupid, the, yeah, because, you know, like, what happened to you in biology, mate? Did you pass? <laughs> like, <laughs> you tell? Science is on my worst things at thoughts. I'm like, hold on, could you fall so, pregnant babe, now? No, but, that's, but that's the whole point of, like, our cycles, you know, like okay. our menstrual cycle. I don't know, OK? Like, no stupid is a non-stupid <laughs> question. I mean, no stupid question. So with the whole question. thing of the... So when you're ovulating is when you're the most fertile. So during your right. ovulation is ideally when you and your partner should, should be, be trying. Ha- trying. It's correct. So the eggs are there as a backup. So correct. you would try first. Of course. Got it. I didn't know that. Yeah. I like eggs, your eggs. No, and I on. always see. I always say it's a little bit like if we're going to think pragmatically about it, it's like having That's insurance. Enough. You know, I mean, it's like having insurance. And mm. at the end of the day, like as you, I mean, look, if you're in a position where you and your partner can't also have a baby and you choose to go around down the IVF route, it's pretty much the same. And what about so, surrogacy? Kind of the same? No, no, no. Surrogacy is when you have... Yeah, I do know what surrogacy is. Okay, good. Sorry, I meant, like, if you were going planning to use a surrogate, should you freeze your eggs and the sperm? No, well, no, if you had a surrogate anyways, like Kim K did, remember, they grab her egg, they take the sperm of the relevant person and they implant it into the surrogate. So it's the same process and it might take or might not take. Yeah, correct. But also some women, as you say, like, if they can't get pregnant, yes, you may use a donor. So there's so many complicated terms for everything, you know? Also, if you don't want to have a baby, if you don't want to hold the baby and you want to 100% use a surrogate freezer eggs early on, no? Um, I think so, but at the same uh, yeah, but at the same time is that you can use a surrogate. Like, some surrogates are used for medical reasons and some, like, Kim K, I don't... I Was hers medical? I I'm think sure it so. wasn't. I think so. Are you sure? Yeah, if I was rich enough, maybe I wouldn't. Your fiancé's going to break up with the artist saying that. Like, or just it with him. No, <laughs> he was like, absolutely not. No, yeah. Also not my fiancé, by oh, the way. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, my God, Freudian slip, clearly, like, manifesting that. What the hell? Um... I just discussed that with him. He said, <laughs> I absolutely would not want to use a surrogate, so no. And then I told him the if price. If you are listening. <laughs> I also told him the price of it, and he was... Isn't it like 100k, isn't it? I think I'm pretty sure it is. I can start from, like... But obviously, yeah. like, um, same-sex relationships and marriages, when people want choose to have a child, then they'll have to have a surrogate. Yes. So expensive. Madness. Yeah. But I kind of get why it's so expensive, because it's such a big change. To yeah. But I have to say, it, it's something that you don't want to take lightly. It yes. is a toll on your body, emotionally hormonally I literally like doubled in size and it took me six months to lose oh my gosh if I tell you the photos which obviously was a lot you know I really didn't know what was happening and then I caught COVID a week later so I was really sick and so it's f- a big commitment it's not something we should just say like everyone freeze their eggs yeah no yeah. totally it's something that you don't and also you know look there is 
train of like and again I'm not expressing my own views but there are some people out there that say and including my friends because I've had frank conversations as a doctor I've been like look this is what you should consider they go but you know what Rona if I don't meet that right person mm. I don't want to have a baby on my own and if I don't meet them and I've missed my time I'd rather adopt yeah you know and they take that, that view and they're like I don't want to interfere with nature because actually what's meant to be will be and I get that as well mm. I don't know how I feel about I don't want to interfere with nature's what will be, what will be, because we could say that about everything. I think you should... But have, you know those people like, who don't want to interfere med- with their bodies? I, I get that, if you don't want to interfere with your body, because like you're saying, there's such a big hormonal change and there's yeah. such a big um, impact on your mental health as well and on your well-being. So I definitely understand that. If people don't want to inject loads of things into their body, they just want to be like, what's meant to be will be. I do understand that, but I also think that you shouldn't have this outlook of what's meant to be is what, what will be. If you really want to have a baby, you should kind of maybe take that precaution. Again, if you're privileged enough to do it. Correct. It, it is a privilege. and, and But also a lot of clinics now understand that privilege and they do to provide financial options and right. support, just like everything else, yeah. you know, like in terms of, as I said, teeth, surgery, etc. I think our takeaway from this podcast is obviously just to spread the awareness around it because growing up it wasn't something that was talked about. You're the only person I know that has done that and I'm really grateful that you've shared your experience today because I think it will help a lot of people to see a different side that they perhaps haven't been educated on because we're not, we're not taught, taught about this in school. Take the shame away. Mm. As women, we need to just stop and we just need to take the shame away from these conversations. This is biology, this is our bodies, you know, and, you know, procreating life and the difficulties of it, etc. So we really need to have these conversations and make the informed decisions that are right for us. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.